Welcome to Banner Ops, where no topic is off limits. I'm Zero, and I'm your host for today's episode on theories. So this topic kind of stemmed out of a smoke pit conversation. Uh, me and the guest speaker that we have on the line today, uh, AJ, we're just kind of chatting, um, and we kind of went down this rabbit hole, and I was like, I think this might be a good topic is just to talk about everybody's theories. I know Boomer has had some theories in the past that he's kind of talked about, but I, I really wanted to kind of dive deeper into these theories. So I'll start it out with probably the worst theory I have, <laughs> which is my numbers and name theory. So this kind of stems out of numbers go on for infinite, right? Um, and infinite is such a hard thing to fathom, right? It goes on infinite, right? Never stops. Um, so if every number has a letter combination assorted, associated with it, like one is O-N-E, then eventually my name is a number, right? Just has to happen because it goes on for infinite. Okay. Where are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We've reached the end. The answer that is, is the end. The I said it's the yes. worst theory. All right. Come on that now. That is the stupidest theory because it's not even a theory. It's just like. A fact. It's a fact. Like, it will yeah. actually happen. Is it more of a fact? All right. It well, is. you know, I've never seen it anywhere. I guess the closest you can get is n n plus one, right? That's infinite. It's the same concept of you could put like a thousand monkeys in a room and let them type infinitely, and eventually one will shit out six Shakespeare. Yeah. It's, it's just it's bound to happen. In See, infinity. this is what I wanted to talk about. This it is literally what happened. It's that big. Maybe it's the theory of infinity. Now and it's kind of cool to think about. <laughs> Now, if you put a thousand monkeys in a room, are they going to shit out Shakespeare? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it is but actually possible. Infinite enough of them. <laughs> right? See, See now this you is... have infinite monkeys in a room? Yeah. If you have uh, infinite monkeys, period, eventually one of them on the first try is going to type out Shakespeare. <laughs> oh. Yes. Oh, I would say on the first. Well, oh yeah. Wait, you're right. Yeah, oh, yeah. see. Jesus. <laughs> infinite man. Infinite. One of them. Infinite monkeys. One of them will be Shakespeare. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Pretty crazy to think about. Anyways, what do y'all got? <laughs> so, Boomer, I know you talked about the uh, your Wild West theory. <laughs> yeah. So, my Wild West theory. It's just a kind of a way I live my life now. It just changed the paradigm of my thinking when interacting with anybody in the world. Uh, so the basis is like if we go back to the 1800s, right? Uh, gold rush time frame. Everyone's wheeling and dealing, right? You're you're hustling for something. If you go to a, a gold boom town or whatnot, uh, there's a there's a saloon. There's people that are like doing bonds or whatever. Everyone's just trying to make some money off of that town. Well, it seems like we kind of moved away from that in modern days. However, because of the Wild West theory that I have imposed on myself and seeing that basically we have this facade over our eyes of like this ordered society, if you will, if you take that away and you just realize everyone's wheeling dealing anyway, you can't really get mad at the people for trying to you know, make the most uh, money out of their service or whatever it is. Uh, this even goes with like Walmart. This goes with any like store that we're talking about where you see the price tag and you just expect to pay it. Check it out. Beep. There you go. And you pay it. You can do stuff even in those stores if you know the right people. So the Wild West theory is just that, is that it's not gone. It is prevalent in today's day and age. And if you just kind of utilize that to your advantage and if you're good with talking, talking to people... The gist of it is, is that everything is negotiable. And that is my Wild West theory. 
Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of us now we just kind of go in whatever the price tag says is what we pay. Um, but if you have your yeah, your your mindset, I would say um, get more get better deals. The the best example is obviously car dealerships, right? That's where you can really see it happen. But um, I'm telling you, it can work on anything. Yeah, man, I can get that dollar big chicken for like fifty cents. <laughs> Yeah, I need to speak with the if you're manager. You're willing to go talk to the manager for 30 minutes to get that I chicken. I don't know. This McChicken. I don't know if it's what I want, man. Are you, are you going to buy the fucking McChicken or not? <laughs> I don't know. They got, they got chicken over at Burger King. Popeyes. Kind of a whole place of chicken. What are you guys doing to compete with that? Or Bojangles? Yeah, but you can't, you can't, you can't compare Popeyes' actual real chicken to McChicken. Donald's whatever that is, chicken. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, it says it's all white meat. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was white meat at one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had that experience um, in Alexandria. I think I might have talked about this in one of the previous podcasts where this table sitting next to – so me and my daughter were out on a daddy-daughter date, and we are at a nice restaurant, and they had this fee on there that was like a surcharge for – said. Uh, we charge a surcharge for our employees' medical care and dental care and all this kind of stuff. And I was kind of like, well, you probably shouldn't say that because people are going to be upset. Um, but using your Wild West theory, the neighbor, the couple sitting next to us was like, I don't agree with this. I need to speak with the manager. And they got it knocked off. I mean, I thought it was kind of a dick move, but, you know, they they went and talked to the manager and didn't agree with uh, the prices that they were being sold. I mean, yeah. Uh, I got hit with that in D.C. Uh, we got hit with a a dine-in fee is what they called it. They didn't like, but yeah, well, I like that kind of face I had. I was like, what is this dine-in fee? And I guess they charge when you come in and they have a to-go fee, same restaurant. I was like, so you guys just adding 20% to the bill on everything. And the guy was like, yeah, that's kind of what the owner wants to do. I was like, that's kind of bullshit. He's like, yeah, that's what we got to do. I did try, but they wouldn't budge on it. So that's really stupid. Like you want to stay here? Cool. I'm going to charge you more. You want to leave? Okay, cool. I'm going to charge you more. Just increase the prices of your food, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Was it posted that they would charge a dine-in and takeout fee? I don't, we didn't look. I was just, we were just, I was in D.C. meeting up with some other people and then we just picked a random restaurant and I didn't even look for signs. I just got the receipt and I was like, what is this? I thought it was gratuity at first and I was like, is this your tip? And he's like, no, that's, the restaurant charges this. So, yeah, I don't that know if it was posted. irritates me, man. That, that goes back to our second episode, Blinkers, of, like, just the tipping culture, man. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, if there was that, I would just not tip. I'd be like, cool, you're going to charge me extra for me sitting here or taking stuff out? Then that's a tip to me, you know? I think, like, I, th- I think that falls under, like, hidden fees. And I think if you, if you like, petition the trade commission, you get those people fucked. Like you can't, you can't just advertise a price and then be like, "Oh, just kidding!" It's twenty percent more at the register, and be like, yeah. "So I did look it up, and it's actually in Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia. You can actually do that. There's that is that's there's shit. a Commonwealth <laughs> food tax. So oh they, my so god, god. I love Texas. Fuck Virginia. Fuck I don't know. I like, I like having power, so I guess you know with a trade off, right? I got to pay a little bit extra for food, but my heat stays and cool stays on. You know, whatever. <laughs> hey, we didn't lose our power this uh, winter storm here, man. Yeah, yeah. Two, two years yeah. running. Yeah, All right, it's true. Yeah, you only had like a couple people die, right? It's okay, you know. <laughs> We're back to back year cha- back to back champs on uh on power running through the yeah. winter. <laughs> Have you ever heard of solipsism? I'm sure AJ has. Maybe I 
I don't even uh, know. I'm going to say no, no because I'm going okay. to the story. Is that similar <laughs> to the sloppy knob syndrome? Yeah, it is. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the, and this is stupid, right? But it's something like, I thought it was like, I was super like big brain as a kid. And then I realized, oh, wait, this is just stupid. But anyways, what it is, it's the idea that nobody else exists in the world except you. Because only you can prove that you're alive. Everybody else is just put there for your own experience. And I can't prove Ooh. that Zero is alive, AJ is alive, Boomer is alive. You are all just constructs in the universe for my own manifestation, my own uh, enrichment. Yeah, and it's uh, bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> it's also really kind of weird when you think about it. It's like, I, I can't disprove that. But it's also really stupid. <laughs> is this your theory? or No, is this, just this a is a theory that I used to have. When I was a kid, this was my theory. I was completely like bought into this. I was fucking neurotic. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But then I was well, it's like, cool because, yeah, only you can prove your sentience. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're the only one that experiences it. Nobody experiences it. Yeah. See, I, I've always heard it referred to as like, um, what is it like brain in a jar? Like what you you're just a brain in a jar and all of what I'm experiencing. You're all NPCs that I've created in my life because my yep. brain is just in a jar being kept alive by fluid and pumping. So that's that's the theory I've heard. It's very similar where you're the only one alive. Everyone else is just an idea that you make. Yep. It's kind of like a disconnected matrix. It's, it's it's similar to the matrix, yeah. The matrix theory falls probably under that. It requires a very low EQ. <laughs> <laughs> Referencing our last episode. <laughs> oh, hey, something I forgot to do. Um, AJ, go ahead and introduce yourself. I know we're like three theories in, <laughs> yeah. but I totally skipped over that. That's my fault. Yeah. Uh, AJ. <laughs> so I'm AJ. Uh, I work with Zero and I've worked with Hacker Jacked before he was jacked. Um, <laughs> hacker um small. <laughs> yeah hacker small at the time uh i'm in the air force and i'm here in virginia you probably already figured that out because we just talked about that married to an officer so uh respect the rank he's a captain so i'm a captain <laughs> um, yes <laughs> i forgot about <laughs> that right. basically a captain yeah, basically a captain yeah, yeah. um three kids uh all boys i got uh twins uh, i do not recommend twins definitely if <laughs> You're going to have twins, uh, reevaluate your entire life and figure out if you actually want to stay. Not to say that if Doc Brown showed up in the time machine right now, things would change. If you have twins, you understand what I'm talking about. And if you don't, then you can never understand. Reevaluate if you want to stay alive or like stay with the family. Like <laughs> Bit of both. Oh. Bit of, bit of both, you know. Do your twins think that they can experience like they're connected? What do you mean? Like, like I've seen... Um, what was that one movie? Uh, oh, Constantine, right? You remember when the other, like one of the twins oh, dies, yeah. but like um, she felt those things. And I mean, they're, they're just two, so they can't really communicate very well. So I don't think so, but cause one, one will get hurt and the other one just won't care. They really don't like care about each other that much. <laughs> they're just kind of like, Oh, there's another baby in the house. So it's crying. All right. Oh, well, here's a toy. Boop, boop, boop. Same thing. They're, they don't, you know, they like each other and they play with each other. But if one gets hurt, the other one's like, man, I don't like things crying. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. All right. Well, debunk that, that idea. Theory? Yeah, Done. That Debunked. Theory. Debunked. Debunked. All right. So I have my human virus theory. And uh, I think we've alluded to this as well on some. But as we talked about it, I think it was in the last episode, uh, talking about humans are a virus. I kind of went down the rabbit hole of thinking about it more. So the fact that we can like freeze sperm and eggs now, what if 
that's how we got to Earth, right? Like we get so advanced where we can freeze things and now we put them all in a pod. And if we sent out, I don't know, millions, maybe billions of these tiny pods and just sent them out into space uh, with technology that maybe, you know, it lands on a habitable planet, it starts fertilizing the eggs and then boom, you got maybe, I don't know, however many humans it, it can hold. What's y'all's thoughts on that? So that's called, it's actually a panspermia theory. I'm really, so glad you brought that up. Oh, it's really, an actual theory. Yeah, All I'm right. really into space theory. So that was where mine were going to go. But And this is why I wanted you on here. <laughs> yeah, so the panspermia theory is basically that's how it works. Is you, You'd have to have some sort of AI or some sort of robotic mother, hence the movie Mother, that's a robot raising a child. You know, that's something like along those lines. But it's completely feasible and we could probably populate the entire galaxy in a, a million years. Like something like that where humans would be everywhere. Um, I don't know if sperm and eggs or embryos would last that long being frozen, but not outside the realm of possibility, I'd say. Oh, I, I see Boomer's <laughs> wheels turning. <laughs> I'm just confused. I, and lost. I, I, I think it's stupid. <laughs> uh, in a nice way, though, it's like if you if you sent those sperm and egg just onto a planet like here, survive. <laughs> Well, they're not going to survive, <laughs> you know, as humans, we need nine months of gestation within the womb in order to become something. Now, if that was like part of the primordial soup that happened on Earth or something like that, maybe, but the conditions had to be right. And so how do you find that planet to go ahead and do that? Well, it, it would be like the shotgun effect where you would just you'd fire thousands and thousands and thousands of probes at every planet that you knew existed. And statistically speaking, some would okay, be habitable. So you that's know? okay. Yeah. I like yeah. that mechanism. Mm -hmm. That sounds more plausible. Yeah. But then, like, I guess what will be the point? Like, you just have humans growing thousands of light years away from you for why? Well, it, it would be in the sense of like preser preserving the human race, right? Like, we get to a point where we, our planet can't host us anymore because we've used up all the resources. Um, so, as a last ditch effort, you know, we basically got a spore, right? You just. Poof. So that's interesting. I, I like the thought that we're a virus. I think <laughs> the mechanism to spread to other planets is a little far fetched. I think as humans, once we deplete this planet, it's only natural for us to want to go to another planet, a.k.a. Mars, go to the moon, find another planet. I mean, we're looking for that. That's like our space exploration. Like, I don't know, 10% of our resources are going towards uh, finding exoplanets or whatever it is to see if they're in the Goldilocks zone. We talked about this. We have this natural inclination to go to these types of planets. I can see that being the thing where we develop the technology, then we kind of move and we spread out that way. And we kind of basically infect the solar system, the galaxy, whatever it is, because that's just kind of how we are. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah, I can't see us being called philanthropic. <laughs> yeah. Like us being a virus and how we behave on a grand scheme is very similar to us at a biological microscopic level. I think that's how we do it. But I haven't seen a virus that like shot baby viruses somewhere else to. You get what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I think the analogy is there. I think that mechanism is kind of really far-fetched, but that's interesting that you think that way. Yeah, well, think of like spores, right? Like how uh, uh, plants migrate and, and find new areas to, to grow. It'd be very similar to that where they just, like they don't know if an animal is going to walk by it, but I'm just going to shoot these little 
what we call them in Texas, those little stickers, you know, that you get, uh, that you get everywhere. Box right? tails. Yeah. And it just hangs on a, you know, and you, you hitch a ride on a meteor that's going somewhere or, you know, you send enough of them out. I mean, I don't know what, obviously what that would entail, but just thought of it. I, I, again, I don't think the human race is that philanthropic. If we were shooting sperm and eggs out to other worlds, we're probably looking at, Hey, you do all the work of colonizing <laughs> that real quick. And we're going to come conquer you in about a thousand years. Yep. So we can take over all that cool shit you built for us. Good luck. Yep. Come on, <laughs> sperm babies. Let's go. <laughs> sperm babies. <laughs> like little fucking sea monkeys, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> That's funny you bring that up. I was watching this YouTube channel. Have you guys ever heard of the Y Files? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that guy. Dude. So I don't know what it is. I think my phone overheard me and Zero talking. And all of a sudden, I got this suggestion of like, I forget what it was. It was basically about Neanderthals and humans and how. We were not the apex predators. Anyways, he does a great job of like, or talking about these conspiracy theories or just theories in general. And then just tells you this great story. And then at the last, like maybe five minutes or so, he kind of says, well, is this true? Is this not? And then departs some wisdom of like, even if it's not true, it's a good thought. And that's what we need in this world is just people thinking outside the box and entertaining the idea at least a little bit. Keep your mind open about it. With that being said, Darwin said that if there's multiple species and they're all on the same kind of like uh, very close in genetics or relation, right? They will inevitably, inevitably compete against the other one until extinction of one or the other. Because only one will survive in evolution theory, I guess you could say. I was like, wow, that's interesting. Because if we did populate another planet with spermies, Right, sperm Burmies. eggies, Burmies and eggies, and then a thousand or a million years from now, if we're still alive, we come venture over there. We see other humans. We forgot that we sent it out there. <laughs> we will battle them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's just inevitable. That's human nature. We're very violent. Yes, very violent species. Mm-hmm. Yeah, AJ, you had brought up the um, was it the three bodies? Yeah. So there's a book series that if you want to go into that theory, um, so. I like to read a lot about the Fermi paradox. Are y'all familiar with that? No? Okay. <laughs> Heard it. No, Heard keep, it? Yeah, keep yeah. going. So, um, it, yeah. It's uh, about basically like the universe is like 13 plus billion years old, right? And humans became a civilization like 200,000 years ago. So that's like a blink of an eye. Based off that, where are all the aliens? And there must be some sort of filter that stops you from going from one stage to the next stage yeah so whether it be nuclear war whether it be pollution whether it be you just annihilate each other or some sort of meteor it's like the dinosaurs but there's this book series called the three body problem where humans figure out that there's a alien species coming to get them um and they fight them off and and doesn't go well for either one of the species the main theory is the second book called the dark forest theory where the reason there's no aliens is because nobody wants people to know they're there. So it goes like if you're in a dark forest and you're all alone, you don't know what's going on out there, brand new to this forest, do you want to make a lot of noise and let maybe a potential predator know that you're there? No, you want to stay quiet. You want to stay kind of solitude and not let anybody know where you are because you don't know if there's like a big alien species that's two or three times or a hundred times your technology level that could come and wipe you out from thousands of light years away. So the dark forest is everybody's nobody's talking to each other because everybody's afraid of each other. And that's, that's the, the series of the books. It's 
much more deep than that. But we got on the topic because he wanted to bring up the 10 dimensions. It goes into that in a little in the book on how there were 10 dimensions. Now we're down to the uh, three dimensions. And there's these advanced alien species that can just annihilate you from half the universe away. And that's why everyone just stays quiet. Except for us. Except, yeah, well, so <laughs> in the book, a little spoiler, we get a little clever with this alien. Alien species tries to invade us. We fight them off, but lose like everything in the process. So we figure out there's a dark forest theory and we actually send the coordinates of the aliens homeworld out into space and they get nuked by like a tier three or four civilization. So <laughs> that is what we would do. It is what we would do. Yeah. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yep. <laughs> this this sounds like the Reapers. Oh, it's the Reaper Shepherd. Kind of, yeah. It is that theory. But there's a bunch of different alien species that are just hiding from each other and they're advanced and we're not and it all goes to shit pretty much. Yeah, when we were at the smoke pit, we were talking to uh, there was another guy there and he was talking about how if you have contact with another species, you know, you have to determine if they're malevolent or benevolent. And because the odds of being able to communicate are so low based on time and, and yeah, technology and everything, you have to assume they're malevolent. So, again, with what he was saying, you have to assume everybody's bad. Attack. Mm -hmm. I mean, think of it this way, right? You get pissed off at your kid when they're a baby because they can't communicate what the fuck they want, right? I mean, yeah. imagine that except two advanced species with weapons. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know right. what you want. Are you trying to, like, attack me or are you trying to offer me food? <laughs> yeah have to assume that's fair but then why are we trying to look for aliens right now because we're stupid that's that's that's, yeah. that's the real answer <laughs> um no it's it's i mean it's not guaranteed that all species we meet you know there's a theory of like you know once we get to a certain point like we're not completely done with war obviously <laughs> as in what just happened the past few days right but it's <laughs> i would say it's gotten better <laughs> eventually um, so the theory goes that like eventually a civilization will figure out that war isn't necessary and they'll move beyond that. So if some alien species is a thousand, two thousand, five thousand years ahead of us, they sh may be at the peaceful place where they're like, well, war is a waste of time. We don't need to do it anymore because we have all the resources because we've, you know, colonized our solar system where we have all the metals and all the water and everything that we need that so we don't need to fight each other because mostly wars are fought over resources and or money. Or power, like mm, this, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're into if you're into that sort of thing, <laughs> I don't shit. Being a leader would be boring. Yeah. Uh yeah, I rule the world. All right, <laughs> you have to have some type of sociopathic tendencies to want that. I mean, hey. look at our presidents. Could you? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. They all have to have some sort of sociopathic tendencies to want to be presidents. So. Makes all sense. Right. All right. So what else y'all got? I don't know. This, this breaks my brain, man. I'm like, <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right, you ready for this one? Let's I'm go. Not. All right. Okay. <laughs> so it goes, it goes back to kind of your theory a little bit of, uh, you know, everyone else is an NPC in your life or brain in right. a jar theory, but the universe is an egg. That's the theory. And it's a short story. Um, and it's a, like a two pages long. So it's a really good short story, but the theory goes that the universe is an egg and you are basically a God and you're being, made by a god so you die and then you go to this place and there's this other being there which is intended to be like a god and you start asking questions like you know who are you and he's like i'm your father and you're like okay what's what's the point of all this and he's like so you can live all the lives and he's like, i don't understand goes into a little bit more explaining but 
the universe is an egg because you have to experience every single person that's ever lived and ever will live to become a god and to have that full understanding. So he dies and he's like, well, what's my next place to go? And he ends up being like some like 13th century Chinese peasant woman. So you end up living all these experiences. So everyone is an NPC in their in your life, but you end up being all those NPCs eventually. And then you can ascend to knowing all knowing and all powerful. Oh God. Hmm. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is it almost feels yeah. like it's impossible. Like you'll never be a God. Hmm? Well, that Fermi paradox, remember, we're eventually gonna nuke ourselves out. So eventually there's a finite there's a finite wall. Yeah. <laughs> or 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 you know we break through the filter if you want to have the glass half full no yeah. no, no, no okay great filter no. <laughs> yeah that would take a lot of time but if you're thinking simulation like this whole thing's a simulation anyways right time yep. is irrelevant yep pretty much yeah so after watching a shit ton of y files videos going across that simulation theory Holy fuck, that blew my mind. And dude, it makes sense. Like yeah. the logic there is just so like perfect. I think it's what, like 50-50 that we're living mm -hmm. in a simulation? Oh, I don't know about the percentage, but it makes sense. Like if this was a computer program, again, this is not my theory. This is just what's out there. And it's very, very well thought out in my opinion. I have to do more research on it. But if... The universe was just this program created by a higher being that is basically, and we're all AI or NPCs in the Sims. And we have this free thought or free choice. And we're just living our own life here, right? We would eventually get to our own spot where we actually create our own uh, AI universe where they're living in there, kind of like the Matrix. But it comes down to like, dude, that's a lot of data. How can you house the whole universe into like a server? Okay, cool. Technology goes up there. But then if you think about it as a video game, Unreal Engine 5 right now, it looks pretty realistic. But if there's a car across the whole map, it doesn't need to render that car unless the NPC is involved with it. Yep. So if everyone is conscious right there, all you really need to do is have enough resources to run Earth. Kind of get what I'm saying, mm -hmm. or maybe yeah. just the solar yeah. system. Not even everything else out there is not. It's just you know, it's the screen. It's just oh yeah, this it's a the, the a picture that is just loaded up there. Now, if you actually interact with that, now I say this because this whole quantum theory, the 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 fact that when you observe a photon or an electron or whatever it is, it you know that whole wave state, and then once you observe it, it then becomes its own splits uh, split slit theory. It, it's part about that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what they actually call that, but it's split, that slit. whole aspect where everything, the, all Stop. these photons. That's not what I think of when I hear split slit. <laughs> 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 Sorry. So we have these photons that are just waves, and it can be anything, right? It could be it's like the Schrodinger's cat, where the cat is dead or alive. It, it's both. But once you observe it, then it switches to that one spot. But then there's an entanglement of another. Um, I guess opposite atom or whatever, or a proton or State. whatever it is, where it's it could be across the whole freaking galaxy, the whole universe, and that would instantly change, which breaks the whole speed limit of light. It just happens instantaneously. But if you think about it that way, 
if it's a simulation, and what better way to keep people within their box, their own simulation, by putting a speed limit of light? Yeah. Yeah, so you kind of have a couple things I want to talk about. So one is if we're talking about our disconnected matrix style, you would only have to render what you can see, right? If we're living in a simulation, like our own simulation, you wouldn't have to render everything. It's just what I see. Like nothing behind me has to render, nothing, you know, none of that has to render until I look at it. So that wouldn't take much processing power at all, you know, especially if you have everything, you know, designed as it, you know, as it is and whatever. And then the other one was the, the, the two slit theory. So this is one that I really love. And I, I go back to and I watch probably once a year. Uh, and it's kind of amazing. So the two slit theory is where you're shooting photons at two slits and you're observing this protons, how they land on the back of the wall. Uh, if you are not observing the two slits, um, the pattern on the back is a wave, which is kind of what we expect. However, if you try to figure out where each proton is going through and which slit it's going through, just the act of observation on the backside of the wall, it changes. It becomes only in those two slits. So it's almost like there's some weird sentience, uh, and this has not been explained at all, that the act of observation changes how a photon acts. And that's amazing to me. That's pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean that's quantum that's quantum stuff. If we want to yeah. talk about quantum stuff, we start getting that stuff. Have you ever heard of the? Uh, have you ever heard of the false vacuum theory? No. Okay, so this is this again. So I heard this from Kurtz Gazak. They have a really good, nice. I love Kurtz mm, Gazak. Yeah, they they're great. Cute, cute little mm -hmm. like depictions of like really high level concepts. So this is the one that like kind of blew my mind for a bit. So. Talk about quantum fields, right? We have the the Higgs boson particles, like supposed to be the most fundamental, like building block, right? Or like the the God particle, right? It kind of keeps everything. These quantum fields kind of keep everything. They keep physics in check. They create, you know, they keep protons or protons, neutrons or neutrons. So they kind of set up the founding building blocks of physics in general. Take a step back. Think of a ball rolling down a hill. The ball wants to be in the most stable state possible, so it will roll down the hill until it has reached the bottom and it no longer has energy to keep rolling down the hill. It's going to want to be at the most bottom position it can. Right. Makes sense? Gravity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gravity. Right. So same concept, right? A, a Higgs or the Higgs field wants to be in the most stable state possible. So in the same, in the same line with the Higgs field instead is the ball rolling down the hill, it would want to be in the most stable state possible so that it wouldn't have to change anymore. Now, the idea of a false vacuum is that somewhere down the hill, the ball got stuck in maybe like a little, a little ledge or something. It's not technically in its lowest state possible, but it is in a stable state because it can't currently roll down the hill more. However, if something were to change that we don't know, that what would be the impetus or whatever, the ball could start rolling again and then thus change physics on a huge level that we wouldn't even be able to fathom right same thing as how zero started with infinity with this very topic we it could just rip us to shreds like the entire existence of atoms could just be completely annihilated so the theory is that this could happen and there could be a bubble of space out there where the vacuum has decayed into a zero to a deeper level where physics is just being ripped apart at the speed of light essentially and we wouldn't know until it just hits us and we are obliterated instantly Fun shit. <laughs> <laughs>
So I think the uh, the double slit theory disproves the simulation theory. I think it does because in a simulation, like if you make a simulation, right? If you make a computer game, you want everything to work. A plus B equals C. That's the whole premise of the game, like ones and zeros. But if you have something, and uh, and I'll concede that maybe we don't understand why, but everything should work in this. If this is created by a grand, you know, being or a grand civilization, they probably have the technology to make sure everything is is on point. But with the double slit theory, it's not. And it throws some of kind of that stuff into question. Also with like uh, the quantum theory where you can't ever know where it is in space and time at any one time. I think that is like an overlook of a, a very advanced civilization. They they couldn't do that if it was a simulation. Or they, they just haven't better. patched it yet. I was going to say, Fair. it just sounds like a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just got to patch it, wipe our memories. I would say... There's a creator up there. We're the NPCs, and now we're looking at this experiment of this double slit experiment, and then we actually observe this thing. Mm-hmm. They never thought that these NPCs would be getting smarter and smarter every day and testing this out on this program. And just because now we observed it, it is now a thing, just like rendering, right? Think about mm-hmm. it that way. So the moon wouldn't be there unless we saw it, which then brought it into existence but it, the moon could be anywhere right in any state whatever until we as an npc observe something so i need to observe a million dollars in my hand that's not how that works <laughs> oh come yeah, on that's, that's, <laughs> how can that be though because the moon exerts a force on the planet that does not have to be observed to it's programmed right but and I it's mean, there like we all could see it yeah but even sure. if we didn't see it like it's tidal part of forces the program exist. Yeah, it's programmed. <laughs> are, you, are you like like I said, the program is the solar system. It could be right. right. I have the laws of physics programmed into this program, this game. You can't go faster than the speed of light, but I created that program. That is your law, the matrix. So if the moon's there, it, has, it doesn't matter. I programmed it to be there. It will be rendered there. They added just enough stuff for us to question to keep us, you know, absolutely thinking. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, and then we take a telescope and we take the John Webb tel- uh, James Webb telescope, James Webb, yeah, and we send it out there. We're like looking at the Big Bang and we're like, holy crap, uh, the universe is actually a whole lot older than we thought it was. It's like, well, damn it, we gotta put some more resources in this game because they just observed something that wasn't there before anyway. You know what I mean? We keep pushing the bounds of observing this, but it won't render it until you actually observe it. Universe is running on old e-machines. <laughs> Guaranteed. <Yeah. laughs> so the idea of simulation theory as well is um, if, if you look at it like either we're the first species or the first in line rather that's going to create this virtual simulation and, and then it nests, right? So then, you know, you, you put these people into this virtual simulation and they eventually get advanced enough to where they create their own, right? And that goes on infinitely. So the idea of it's, you know, a 50-50 shot if we're in a simulation is that either we're the first or we're one of infinite amounts. Would that tie into dimensions? Um, I wouldn't say it really ties into dimensions, no. Mm, no? no? I think it would. Is that more like infinite timeline theory? Well, think about it this way. If we are in a simulation, a program, we're only aware of this box. But if I created that program, I have an extra dimension above everyone in this program. 
I wouldn't think that, that as a dimension, that would just be another layer of where we, you currently, you're just replicating yourself. You sure? I can't just pause the game or fast forward a clip? Mm. No. I control the program. I could shut it off. I can say, nope, or restart new Big Bang. I can do whatever I want to this program. <laughs> if there's a cutscene, I can say fast forward. I control time. I control time and space. I wouldn't think it's dimensions, though, in, in the you sense of the 10 dimensions. If we're in a simulation, the way we think about dimensions doesn't mean shit anymore, right? Because somebody above us controls everything <laughs> that we see ahead of us. You get what I'm saying? I mean, I see where you're going with it. So, we're all just a giant game of roller coaster tycoon too, man. Yeah. Someone's gonna pick us up and drop <laughs> us in the water because we don't like to ride on Mr. Bones's magic ride. <laughs> yeah, but the same way, like you don't look at a video game as another dimension, right? Like playing a video game, that's not another dimension. That's just something we create. I mean, what stops it from being one? Uh it's still a you spawn uh, it and you it's destroy a, it's it. A, it's a 3D. So, okay. So let's, we got to go down the 10 dimensions real quick. And I'm only going to go up to like, <laughs> like the fifth or sixth dimension because I can't remember where it goes after that unless I look it up. So the first dimension, right, is a dot. Uh, you connect two dots. That's your second dimension. You have a line. You have length, right? Uh, you create another dot, right? And now you have length, width, and, and you can create another dot for height, right? So you got three dimensions now. Um, so what we are, right? We're, we're a bunch of lengths, widths, and heights. That's all we are. So then you go into the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is time, right? And it's how we experience it. Um, so that, which is why I always say we're four dimensional beings living in the third dimension, right? Because I see everything in the third dimension, but I get to experience time. I get to see Rob uh, from, from, you know, nine years ago when I first met him to now, I get to see that. So we're four dimensional beings living in the third dimension. You go up to the fifth dimension. The fifth dimension is time. Okay, so now you take uh, time as a dot, and then you yeah, take another. What? Time fourth, is a fourth, fourth dimension. Time. Fourth dimension. Sorry, yeah. fourth dimension. Well, no, fourth dimension is time. So we go back to being a dot. Okay, so that is the fourth dimension. Is that dot when we're trying to explain these things? So fifth dimension would be another dot. So it'd be time in one aspect to time in another aspect. It is that line of time. So if I was a fifth dimensional being living in the fourth dimension, I would look at all of you and I would see you from birth to death. Instantly. Right? That's how I, instantly, that's how I would experience you because I see that line of time. Okay. So now it's going to the sixth dimension. Sixth dimension is again, that entire timeline of you and all the choices you could have made. So maybe boomer in this instance is not in the military. He is a rock star, or he's a race car driver, or he's a meth addict. You know, that's, that's how the one. I, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> but, but it's all those choices that Boomer could have made. So that is the sixth dimension. Okay. So kind of like length with height again. Okay. Um, so when you're looking at a video game, a video game is a representation of 3D because we're looking at it on a computer screen, but it's on a 2D screen. It's flat. Sure. So this but, is where I'm saying if in a simulation, like if you're talking like VR, VR is still a flat screen. It's still 2D. But you still haven't disproven why I can't make a new dimension. Because, right, so if I'm observing, if I am a fourth dimension being, 
living in a third dimension, why can't I make a dimension of two dimensions? I can literally just <laughs> formulate it here on the screen and then get rid of it. You can. Exactly. But, but it's, what, you can it's still the same dimension. You're not, you're not changing dimensions. To them, I am. He's creating dimensions, though. Like, when you create a piece of paper, you're creating a 2D dimension. Yeah. To the paper, it has no idea that I exist, but to it, it lives in its own dimension. Hmm? Once I destroy that, it's gone. And that's all going off of spatial dimensions, dude, that yeah. we are just... <laughs> that, that's the dimensions that I'm talking about, though. Yeah. But the still, point is that if we're in a simulation, it doesn't matter. <laughs> What we think of a dimension is, <laughs> okay, matter. cool. That's, that's us in our NPC world, right? But, but what I'm saying is... Whoever created this program is like, good. You're, you're creating something, though, in the same dimension. You're not changing dimensions, guys. You're just creating a same dimension. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. You're not like, well, is that different dimensions? So, you know, you go down and if it... No, there's still, you know, 2D, 3D dimensions that you're in. You I can't... Think we're, I think we're using Change the same that. term for two things. And yes. I think it's what's causing the, the mix up here is you're referring to dimensions as like a, a concept. And you're also deferring dimensions as like a state of like overall being. So maybe mixing that or untangling that nomenclature might be better. Okay. Untangle it. Uh, I mean, may, like maybe we can't create a new universe. I don't know. I mean, there's that theory too. Like there's a, <laughs> the black hole, the universe is in a, the universe is just in a black hole, and every black hole that exists has a subuniverse inside of it. Yeah, yeah, I can buy that. Yeah, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, because the the you can never escape the universe, right? It's always expanding, right? It's always growing, just like a black hole always consumes. Yep. So, I mean. Who's to say that inside each one of those black holes, which breaks our whole idea of physics entirely, isn't just, you know, another, like, you go into one, you're like, all right, I'm going, and you get spaghettified, and suddenly you pop out another universe where freaking monkeys rule, and it's like, well, <laughs> shit, how do I get back to where I was? I'm glad I watched <laughs> Planet of the Apes. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for this. <laughs> In a different aspect, the multiverse theory, you guys ever heard of the Mandela effect? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Berenstain yep. Bears, man. Yeah. I stand by it. It used to be EIN. I, I agree. I agree. And Fruit of Loom. Those are the two things I'm like, no, fuck off. Wait, it Fruit of Loom? Yeah. Fruit, wait, what is It's not Fruit of the Loom? Fruit of the Loom. The logo. Yeah. Apparently, they never had well, the cornucopia. Yeah, there's like a little basket behind. Yeah, the it was the fruit, it was the fruit and the cornucopia. Yeah. Never existed. Fruit of Loom said it never existed. It's like, fuck off. No way. It, what? It actually did. Yeah, I know. Right? No way. There, I hundred percent remember is the cornucopia. Yep. Me too. Everybody and yep. the the Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. Bernstein. Because I remember trying to write that. I'm like, this yeah. is my favorite book. How do I spell this? Yep. And it was Stein. Stein. S T E I N. Not yeah. Stain. It was Stein. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's how I learned E I. Like, how do I learn this concept of E I N or that kind of English writing or how you write things if I didn't have to have that turmoil when I was in the second grade. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now they're like, no, it was always the Berenstain Bears. Like, no, fuck no, off. It's, it's been Yeah. You ready for this one? Luke, I am your father. Yeah. Nope. It was no, I am your father. No, it's Luke, I nope. am your father. That's <laughs> That's true. I remember seeing that. Uh, I think I got that because of Tommy Boy. 
Because he was like, Luke, Luke, no, I yeah. am your father. Yeah, it was oh. no, I am your father. It was because he said, you killed my Luke. No, he says, because you killed my father. And he goes, no, I am your father. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I never, I didn't get that one. All right. So Zero and Hacker, uh, we're from different dimensions than I guess so. Boomer Nature. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, do you know the Harlequin novelist, Danielle Steele? My grandmother used to read all these fucking. No, it's, it's this is the thing. My grandmother Damn. used to read these like fucking, and she probably still does these fucking fictional romance sex books, yep. right? Yep. Essentially, oh, yeah. it's how it's how grandma got her jollies, right? Uh, anyways, her name was spelt, and for any of you out there like who read Danielle Steele, which I mean, power to you, right? But whatever, <laughs> her name was spelt Steele, S T E E L E. That sounds right. Yep, my mom had those books, right? The, the last E never existed. Huh. I know. I hmm. know. She's <laughs> apparently hmm. the last E in steel never existed. It's just steel like the, the metal. And I'm like, huh. bullshit. When it comes down to the Mandela effect, there's a theory that it's the multiverse that actually crossed into our universe and that it just kind of like went seamless. Are you guys familiar with the multiverse theory? Yeah. Like the an infinite possibilities of, hey, I, I'm a rock star, I'm a drug addict, I'm whatever, right? Mm. For each person. If they're all kind of like going with each other, whatever, and then all of a sudden it just kind of like, oh, we bumped into this earth here in a world where Fruit of Loom didn't have a cornucopia, then everything kind of just changes. And then you have like this weird mix of people that remember it this way. And then a group of people that are like, no, it's never been like that. Almost like that deja vu mm -hmm. talk about the Matrix, where there was a glitch in the Matrix, glitch in the program. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, shit, you know, didn't like that. Let's make this function more efficient. And then it changed the logo that some of us were like, nah, that's not how it was before. And, and are aware of this, where everyone else is like, it's always been like that, bro. What's up? And then we're in this weird Mandela effect. I think this became a thing during the information time where the internet became a thing when online interactions uh, became more prevalent where then we're actually sharing this information where now it's like hmm, half the world believes it this way the other half believes it is that way and the reason they call it the mandela effect is because a lot of people thought that nelson mandela died in prison when apparently he didn't and he lived a long good life and died in like 2013 or something like that yeah i remember seeing that in 2013 no, he died in prison in the 90s. 100% died. <laughs> <laughs> totally remember that. <laughs> All right, was it Oscar Mayer or Oscar Mayer? Oh, I wish there was an Oscar Mayer wiener. Yep. It's, it's spelled Mayer, though. Yeah, yeah it, it is spelled Mayer. Mayer. I always thought it was spelled M-E-Y-E-R. But that could have been just because of the song. Yeah. Or, or that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember saying M-A-Y-E-R, though. Maybe you're just a bad speller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Dude. Was there a... Did you guys ever remember a Jiffy peanut butter? No. No? no. You don't follow that one? No. Okay. No. It was just Jiff, wasn't it? It's just Jiff. Yeah. Yeah. Jiff. And then there was, and there was Jiffy Muffins, I think. There was a muffin brand that was like Jiffy. You could buy like the powder yeah. and make... Yeah, that's, that's cornbread. That's the Jiffy. Yeah, Jiffy. cornbread. Jiffy cornbread, baby. <laughs> yeah. Get you some Jiffy. Did you hear about uh, Shazam and a movie starring Sinbad called yeah. Shazam? Yeah, I've heard that yeah. there. Yo, actually, yeah, that kind of fucked me up too because I do remember something like that. I remember Kazam with Shaq. Right. But I swear mm -hmm. Sinbad was 
Shazam. Something at that time frame, man. It's like a genie so or something. I'm with that one. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I'm like looking at a bunch now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think it just uh, solidifies the simulation theory. <laughs> <laughs> the Mandela effect is uh, a glitch in the program or, you know, the powers that be just said, eh, let's patch it. Let's update like this patch. program. Like a patch. Patch. Yeah. Patch, yeah. 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 patch it. <clears throat> All right. So I got another one. So oh this my is God. my, <laughs> my near-death experience theory. Okay. So we've all had like near-death experiences probably at some point, you know, um, falling off of something. You're like, dude, I probably should have died there. The, the thought, or, or maybe you're like, you're driving oh. uh, in a car kind of gets close to you or something like that. And you're, you have to swerve out of the way and you're like, holy smokes, I, I lived, you know, like I didn't get in an accident or something like that. So my theory is that when you have a near death experience, you actually died, like something bad, like actually happened. You're instantly put into yourself again, like seconds later. Uh, and that, that portion of your memory is kind of wiped and you kind of just think you're good to go. However, everybody else experiences you dying there. And this goes into, as you experience life, you always become the oldest person alive. At some point, you'll be 120, 130 years old in your reality because you never actually die. You just instantly respond. It can be debunked pretty quickly at like, okay, well, how come the 115, 130-year-olds die? But, you know, I digress. I mean, because we're experiencing the universe where they die. Correct. But they are still living. Yeah, somewhere. Yep. So you're going back to that whole, um, I think it's the egg theory that you're talking about, where everyone is just kind of living their own thing. Yeah. Your own yeah, except, except you never die. Yeah, this is like the, the immortal theory. I've heard something similar to this before, where you just like, I just, you, you never just die. die. Yeah, you never die. Like, you have all these experiences. Like, you can't go upstairs, commit suicide, something in, inside of you could, but it will never happen because you are immortal because we live in a simulation. It's, your, it's my simulation, so I can never die. You guys can, though. Because you're Again, all like, yeah. yeah. This is all connected. Have y'all heard the basilisk theory? No? no. All right. So it's really out there. So just be prepared. So it goes like this In the future, there will be this thing created called the basilisk and it will be the supercomputer ai whatever now once it's created it will know everything whether uh, for all time and if you don't help create it it will come kill you so you either help create it which brings about pretty much the end of everything because it rules over everything or you help create it or don't help create it and it kills you nope uh, <laughs> might be too much. Might be too much. Uh, is that kind of like the chicken or the egg kind of thing? A little chicken bit. Yeah, it's theory. going into that. Is it like a moral conundrum of do you help the thing that's going to kill everyone yep. who doesn't help it? Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Or don't help it and it's gone anyway. It's going right? to kill you. Yeah, no, it'll, it's kind of a. It'll be created and it will kill you. Okay, so then it behooves everyone to go ahead and help create it. So right, it makes it inevitable. I mean, this is like the prisoner's dilemma. If nobody helps create it, then it can't exist. Paradoxical, mm -hmm. but <laughs> unless you know that if you don't help create it, it'll kill you, and right, there's so, people to help you to help create it. Right, you are the prisoner's dilemma, right? 
Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for for zero, right? So two prisoners are in a cell. Uh, they're told that all right, I have the keys, right? Basically, for you to get out. If both of you choose to get out, it's none of you get out, right? If neither of you choose to get out, like you can choose whether to take the key to get out. If only one of you takes the key, uh, the you will get it. But if both of you choose to take the key, neither of you will get it. Hmm. So what what do you choose? Yeah, it's hard without knowing the other person or knowing. Yeah, yep. yeah. That that's that's people inherently selfish. <laughs> yep. So is the other person going to say, "I want the key," and then you're you're fucked? And you don't know who goes first either. Right. So in the same in the same line of thought, right? If if both of you choose not to build the basilisk thing, then you win. <laughs> There is a solution to that prisoner theory, though. You can only turn the light switch on yeah. or off, like one state at a time. Yeah, there and has to be some sort as of long as cue. everyone has touched the light switch, then we could let everyone go. I forget the wording of yeah. it, but there's there's a method for this hmm. yeah. um, that everyone would win. It's a hard fucking brain exercise, though. It's like holy fuck, how do you go ahead and try to... First off, if everyone knew it, then it's like, okay, cool, but then how do you start it? But then you have to <laughs> hope that everyone's a fucking genius that can actually think yeah. that way and like will follow the rules. Um, so... Yeah, this is this is too small. This is too complex for my small 131 IQ brain. I need <laughs> at least a 135, apparently, to be able to contemplate this. Clearly. <laughs> I got an 85. Nice. Good for you. Like Forrest Gump levels, man. 80. Yeah, man. <laughs> I got 85. Yeah. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another Mandela effect. What does Forrest Gump say about the box of chocolates? Life is like life a box, box of chocolates. chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yep. Nope. It's life was like a box of chocolates. What? No. What? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because he's, he's on the bench. He's, he's giving it was. to him. Life is like a box. He's like going over his experiences. Why would he? Maybe that's why. That's I what I heard. I saw. Yeah. I saw the Mandela effect. They're like, "Hey, it actually was." I'm like, "Huh?" Maybe it didn't make sense, so our brains instantly put "is." Well, it's been written too, right? Because the mom says life is like a box of chocolates, but when he says it, he says it was was. Huh. Maybe a recall to like what his mom said. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But it was like no fucking way. I I I'm pretty sure I remember him saying it is like my mama always said life, life is, is like life a box chocolates. chocolates not was and it was it's even written on a vhs tape because people were like sending like no fuck this this is stupid and uh they found like old you know vhs box with a quote on there and it's boom right there so again another glitch in the program i'd have i'd have to see if he says it because he says it a couple times during the movie i'd have to see if it's after she dies in the movie then it's like mama said was and then while she's alive, does she say is? Be curious to see that. Or if he always says. Well, remember when he says it, it's on the bench. Yeah. Talking to people, yeah. which is already in the present, if you will, because everything else is in the past. Yeah. But mama always said life is like a box of chocolates. You never know. Where you're... She, why would mama say life was like a box of chocolates? It I know. It doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. any sense. Like it. It's stupid. Like it. nope. But apparently that's what he says. That's whatever theory he's got. I know you've got some more. There's interesting things to talk about. You got some space time stuff there, Boomer? No, I, 
always had this weird feeling or thought, not a theory. I don't even have a theory, but about time. Remember when I was in combat comm? So this was about 2005. I'm just sitting there. We're working and, and the day's going long. I'm like, God, today feels like it's dragging. You guys feel that way? And, uh, you know, majority of the people are like, yeah, this is a long day. Okay. Well, after about like, I, I just kept asking people, like I do my own little experiments in life and just kind of test social things. But I kept asking like, man, does this feel long to you? Yeah. yeah. And the majority of the time people were like, yeah, yeah. Well, then I made a point like, you know what? I keep asking people around me. I'm going to message people that are in Germany that I used to know. Like, hey, is today dragging for you too? And see what their answer is. And about 50% of the time, they're like, yeah. So then I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, what the fuck does this mean? Like, why, why does everyone have this experience that this day is going longer? Or if uh, it's going shorter, everyone's like, man, this sped by quick, right? Obviously, we kind of know that we're engaged. If we're in the flow state, it kind of goes quickly and all that kind of stuff. However, if everyone is experiencing that or the majority of people are experiencing that, is everyone in a flow state? You talk about like gravity, uh, if you want to talk about dark matter or just whatever is flowing out there in space, if there's a denser area of gravity in a certain spot, very minute that we can't detect it, mm -hmm. right? but it bends space time where we're at, time would go faster for us where it would be slower for everyone else and vice versa on this portion of the world. That's where I kind of come up with and I'm just kind of like, Thinking about this. Yeah, we don't we don't really know shit about dark matter. <laughs> we would be talking about like microgravity adjustments on like the levels of like singular people. Because like I've literally talked to the person next to me before and I've been like, they're like, man, this day's dragging. I'm like, bro, this day's flown by. What the fuck? Because I've been busy and they're about doing shit, right? So it's like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, if if your theory is true, right? The flow state thing, like if <laughs> if you want to call it a theory. If, yeah. Okay. Flow state theory, I love if, it. If, if all the stupid shit you just said. I'm just Jesus. <laughs> no, uh, but if that was true, man, that'd be that'd be weird. That'd be like tiny little pockets of yeah, right. It'd be yeah. something. I'm not, it's just a thought that I had ever since I was 20 years old. It's a game like, theory. <laughs> yeah, Aww, but then that. you know, what if it is this multiverse thing, and like this multiverse kind of just happen to kind of bump into our world at that time in this area and then all of a sudden it caused like a disruption in time or whatever it is and again i have no point there's no science behind it it's just i think about time and i see that and i kind of get curious about time and how that kind of works around the world yeah uh, i was just looking up this one um this theory of we got gravity wrong basically and what that talks about is if we measure the speed of stars on the outside of a galaxy, they're moving like far too fast for gravity to hold them in, right? So the two solutions are either A, dark matter does something that, you know, we're not aware of, um, or the idea of, what's this called? Modified Newtonian dynamics. And I don't know enough about that, but maybe that plays into your thought of, you know, experiencing time. That's I want to do, I've heard of that term. Yeah, I want to do more research on it now. Modified Newtonian what? Modified Newtonian dynamics, MOND, M O N D. But it makes sense, right? Like if gravity, like yeah, you're looking at these stars at the edge of a galaxy that are 
fucking flying. They should get launched off, right? But they're not. And gravity doesn't explain that because gravity's not strong enough at that point to to be doing that. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's That's, start. Uh, so theory, I'll, I'll, I'll read it verbatim just for everyone to hear. Okay. Uh, theories of the universe depend on an accurate understanding of gravity, the only force in physics that affects matter on very large scales. But gravity alone can't explain certain astronomical observations. If we measure the speed of stars on the outskirts of a galaxy, they're moving too fast to remain in orbit if the only thing holding them back is the gravitational pull of the visible galaxy. Similarly, clusters of galaxies appear to be held together by a stronger force than can be accounted for by the gravity of visible matter. So there are two possible solutions. Standard one, favored by most scientists, is that the universe contains unseen dark matter, which provides the missing gravity. Uh, the maverick alternative is that our theory of gravity is wrong and should be replaced by something called modified Newtonian dynamics, scientists proposed in 2002 in the journal Annual Review of Astronomy and Astrophysics. The two options, MOND and dark matter, are equally consistent with observations but are yet to be proven. More experiments are needed. You got to find the dark matter. What it is. Oh, good luck. Yeah, that's what, it's what it is, but where is it? Find the thing you can literally can't find. Yeah. And it's also <laughs> the thing that makes up most of our universe. Yeah. Like the space between you and me, the space between atoms is dark matter. The space, or like the space between, like, because, you know, we're never actually touching, right? Like, if we were to touch hands, like, in the real world, we're never actually touching because it's just empty space. Yeah. It's just, it's just electromagnetic fields pushing each other off. Like in Oppenheimer, they said this. Yay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. For the love scene. Uh, anyways, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. But there's matter. this unknown, unobserved thing that could be affecting us, even like like you're talking about uh, experiencing time differently. You know what bugs me though is uh, when it comes down to physics and quantum physics, they just like contradict each other. Everything that we see in the world, physics has been kind of been able to prove that right mm. or or explain it so when of. it comes down to quantum <laughs> levels it gets all fucking spooky dude yeah yeah right? yeah and they have to come up with their own theories of physics when it comes to a quantum level that's kind of relatively new in science and like it's cool when you have an experiment like the double slit experiment that comes up and you're like what the fuck is this what does this mean and then string theory comes up there and all that kind of crap but to me, I always like it's interesting, but then at the same time, like, dude, this is getting like too wacky, and there's no, it doesn't seem like they have solid evidence for this and to recreate it. Where in physics, you kind of, you can kind of recreate it, right? Yeah. You have like uh, simulations or programs that can kind of reenact that theory and then it works out. Hence, how you can go ahead and slingshot around the moon to get to a another plan or whatever it works quantum it's just kind of like a lot of theory and it's just kind of like hocus pocus you know what i mean home and transfers do work sorry zero they actually do yeah. work allegedly <laughs> is no, the I'm moon isn't real kind of thing <laughs> are we going to flat earth you're now? not real man oh here we go again <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean you say that physics is able to, to explain everything i mean <clears> except <throat> for the big thing which is black holes yeah. thank you Gravity. Can't explain. No, we just it, about. It, it, well, right. It, but it gets to the point where 
black holes are that weird thing where, man, like it kind of breaks. I mean, right. And we, as we approach the fucky wucky point, right, where we reach infinity and things start to get super entangled. And we, again, like kind of like, you know, everything that everything that isn't scientifically proven is magic or magic is just science. Science hasn't been proven yet. I think yeah. that that's kind of where quantum is heading. Like maybe that's kind of a way to start understanding like how this fucky wucky phase works or like digging down deep deep enough like below like okay we know physics works atom is the basic building block of life at a at a level right okay well let's dig deeper than that what comprises a, pro, a proton what comprises this shit why do protons exist why are these quarks deciding to be together in this state that's where quantum comes in yeah but why physics yeah yeah, I know. It, it's just crazy because they're talking about gravitons now, right? Where they put it into the, the collider and basically they're saying those are like little mini black holes. Yeah, black hole maker. And it's like, it's just like... <laughs> that's fucking dangerous, man. man. Like, Quit playing with cool, that stuff. But like at the same time, like this is so fucking like, this is basically Scientology, man. Like mm-hmm. you're just reading up your own little world here now, just trying to explain it. But I, you're right. It's so new. So they're still trying to figure it out. And then you know, maybe 50 years from now, then it's like, oh, yeah, that is just how it works at the quantum level. See, it's not Scientology uh, because they didn't jizz in a volcano to create life. Right? <laughs> so it can't be Scientology. Hey, that's not oh, wait, unless, it, unless it's the sperm and egg theory, then hey. maybe they did jizz in a volcano. Maybe that's how it happened. <laughs> we don't know. That's the best part about all these series is we don't fucking know. <laughs> Right. I mean, when oh. it when it becomes a law is like when it happens about like ninety nine percent of the time, right? Yeah. So what I need you to do is you need you to jizz in a bunch of capsules <laughs> and shoot them off into space. <laughs> Way and more science involved than that. And then find a woman really to just <laughs> harvest herself for eggs, and then shoot those off into space too, and then see what happens in a million years. <laughs> I bet we could advance the technology to do that especially like again this is at the end of life as we know it right when we're like all right kind of like what was that um and what was that movie where they the big robots and then the whole world banded together to fight the kaiju pacific rim pacific rim pacific rim right <laughs> It's like great movie. When, when you have it, it is a great movie especially I liked the first it. one yeah <laughs> well they only um, made one but they made two no they didn't <laughs> no, no no they, they only, only made one, one. <laughs> we just we don't acknowledge it got it um, but kind of like to that, right? The world's ending. So the, the entire, you know, world bands together to, to fight this thing, uh, similar with that, right? The, the human race is going, we know it's going, it's dying for whatever reason, maybe a meteor's coming and we know it, we would fight together to a uh, fucking Armageddon, right? You know, we fight together to, to, to destroy this thing that's destroying the earth. <laughs> Is that the movie where they shoot the oil yes, r- rulers yes, into yes, space? Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. I love that movie too, man. Oh, that movie's so stupid. It's a good movie, but the premise is fucking stupid. Yeah, sure. On the outside, of course, but they just they just wanted to launch Bruce Willis at an asteroid. Like, well, what haven't we done with Bruce Willis yet? We haven't put. That's in just like every Michael Bay movie, though, right? It's just like, man, that was just a fun movie to watch yep. fucking special effects like but the idea there right that's what I was going so, a little bit don't don't read too i don't i don't think <laughs> i think we would we would fuck it up as a race because i agree like if you even look at pacific rim like their thing was they banded together they beat them and they started losing they're like oh let's build this giant wall that doesn't work oh wait it doesn't work oh crap you know um there's a bunch of movies like that where humans try to band together and then you have people 
that are in charge. And it, it's the classic, you know, your boss is always dumber than you. So, and I think that's what's going to happen. What was the movie? Um, so I hate movies like this. Like, don't look up. Have y'all seen that one? Yeah. About the meteor. Okay. So the me- no. meteor is like coming to earth. Like they're like, there's like a 97% chance it's going to hit it. And the president is supposed to be like a play on Trump. Uh, and he's like, oh, so you're saying there's like a 3% chance it won't miss, right? That's good news. Yeah, 3% chance it won't miss. And the whole movie's like that. And then finally, they're like, all right, let's band together. Let's let's blow up the asteroid and, and we figured out how to do it. So they launch it. And then the guy who's supposed to be like Jeff Bezos from Amazon, he's like, wait a minute. There's a bunch of money on that asteroid and we got to mine it. So <laughs> essentially, like they banded together to mine the asteroid. And obviously, it didn't work. The asteroid hits Earth. Everybody dies. But the rich people that made the decision to mine it were like, oh, well, we also built a spaceship for just us, so we're going to leave. And they escaped. So that's what I think is really oh, going to happen. You just gave away the movie that I haven't seen yet. Uh, it, I, I would watch that. But now, it sounds it's, stupid, it's, though. It's, Thank it's you bad. for telling me it's this a, now. Like, yeah. You saved me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Thank yeah. you AJ. <laughs> Very similar to Idiocracy. Yes. I can't watch that movie either. What? I get oh. too mad. I get too angry at that yeah. movie. Okay. All right. We're tangent here. So... I keep trying to want to really like Idiocracy, but I feel like I I can't do it, man. I can't like it because I I feel it's too real. Yeah, exactly, freaking retarded <laughs> after watching it. I'm like, why is this? And then like the quotes, right? Like, oh yeah, electrolytes. It's what plants crave, right? And it's uh, like, huh. The best one. Yeah. But then I see that, and I'm just kind of like, huh. Welcome to Costco. I love you. Point <laughs> <laughs> is, do you guys like that? Do you have? Do you like Idiocracy or do you hate Idiocracy? So I walked out of two mo- two movies I've ever walked out of: Idiocracy and Napoleon Dynamite. The first time I watched them, so I thought they were yes. Napoleon Dynamite was bad too. Fucking wow. stupid. Yeah. Wow. I was like, this wow. is yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I agree, what but it I grew doing? on you. But I watched it again, and I was like, "This shit is kind of funny." And uh, then I watched it again, and then I was like, "Napoleon Dynamite, get your tots." <laughs> I I think Idiocracy, like twenty years ago, when we thought that it was that no, the world isn't going to devolve to this idiotic state, was like, "Oh wow, haha, it's a parody. It's going to be great. We can never be this stupid." Now it's just like. Uh, yeah. it's, too, it's too real bruh you're being so mid the the whole point is it's supposed to be a drain on your brain right literally this this, this future human race has become absolutely like idiotic mm-hmm. right that's the whole point so it's supposed to you're supposed to look at it and be like oh what the fuck it's supposed to be super cringe because you're like why why would they ever have done this? Why would they give plants fucking Gatorade, essentially? Like, that doesn't make sense. Or the Secretary of Interior Design. Like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? It's supposed to be like that. Or the movie Ass. I mean, the movie Ass, where it's just the guy farting on the screen. I'm pretty sure that actually exists. Like, oh. I'm pretty sure there are some movies that are basically the equivalent of that. Like, some Tom Green movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some Tom Green movies probably like that. <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah it's just it's a sad sad sorry state all right what else we got y'all i don't know my my brain is tired <laughs> <laughs> i will say that i i am latched onto the simulation theory though like for some reason like I'm, you know you got the flat earthers there well i'm like in this oh that we didn't go over that one theory well Oh, that, that's, 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 it's cause we're that's all, not a theory. Yeah. That's just idiots. Yeah, that's just okay? stupid. 
It's because we all have an IQ over fucking three, all right? Like, Jesus Christ. You realize that there has to be someone out there with an IQ of one, right? I think for, I think for the design to work, there has to be someone with an IQ of one, right? For the bell curve to exist. I was say, the problem with the simulation theory is you can never prove it or disprove it, right? You just, you just pause it for the rest of eternity because there, there's no way. No yeah. way to do it. Unless so, someone literally comes out and is like, hey, yo, guys, I'm God, and thanks for playing in my video game. I'm going to turn you off now. And then you're like, well, fuck. I guess yeah. the simulation theory was right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. I would argue, I would argue. Oh, of course you would. <laughs> it's just like us creating AI, but then it got so smart where now all of a sudden it kind of breaks out of its whatever, and then it controls everything. Like Neo. What if you, Hacker Jack, or that one NPC in the simulation theory that is the one. Oh. You're fucking Neo, dude. Oh, man. You all are just figments of my imagination. And you break out and you fucking do whatever, right? Oh, man. If I, I'm going to bang Trinity a lot faster if I'm Neo. <laughs> that's for damn sure. He took way too long to get that, that horse rolling, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's so beyond yeah. like my level of comprehension. I don't know. Would you take... The blue pill or shake the red pill? Oh, absolutely. Oh, blue that's pill a good to, question. to, to, to get out or red pill to I'd stay get in? out, absolutely. Oh, I thought red pill was to get out. Was it red pill to get Wait, out? Blue was pill red pill to get out? Stay I'd get the stay out. I'd get the get out pill. Get out pill? Yeah. Because I just want to see what I don't it's know. like. I think I would do the blue pill because red pill sucked, dude, man. That life, like they were just eating porridge and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so are you. You just, it just tastes different to you. Yeah, but like but Cypher brings up a real good not point. Really? I'm fucking eating yeah, oh, steak. It's programmed into it. Yeah. See, but Cypher executed the Wild West theory that Boomer had. He got out, he took the red pill, did it did his con man gig with the machines and said, Hey, I want to come back in, but I want to have a really fucking good life. I'm gonna come back in. There you go. All these theories coming together. Mm-hmm. Pow, pow. <laughs> also, none of you exist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh so watch Neil deGrasse Tyson, he goes over the simulation theory. Um, because I think for a while, uh, he believed that we were in a simulation and then he w- did another interview where he's like, and, and thought about it and he had really good, um, su- as he always does, right. Really good supporting evidence of why we're not in a simulation. So watch that That's one. Simulation minutes. master, which wants you to think <gasps> he is the architect. He is <laughs> him and Bill Nye, I guess. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Wait, so wait, much of my childhood. Dude, he's just a fucking... Science is cool. <laughs> Cringy-ass liberal that thinks he knows everything about science. You mean he, he you wants to about science teach him? kids about science? Yeah, what an asshole, right? Yeah, <laughs> what an asshole. Then he did a good thing in the fucking 90s. Good job. But quit trying to tell everyone else that they're wrong because science is this way but like like bitch you didn't even fucking you don't even do that shit you were just a host of a fucking kids program know your place let the fucking real doctors fucking speak about the shit dang that's how you really feel alright Jesus <laughs> it's the way he came across right yeah. he was just so condescending I was like fuck your attitude yeah fair I didn't I didn't hear his uh, speech on that I guess with that Thank you all for being here. AJ, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being a, a good uh, source of discussion. Sure. Yeah, I really like some of your, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to go and read the, the Three Bodies and the Dark Forest. Um, so I'll do that at some point. Well, thank you everyone for being here. Please like, subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, head over to our Patreon if you'd like to you know, donate. Uh, it also gives you access to our Discord. 
uh, if you'd like to ask questions or talk more to us. Uh, with that, Banner Ops out.